Joe presents Boys Don't Cry with me, Russell Kane, together with ASOS. Welcome to Boys Don't Cry with me, Russell Kane, brought to you by Joe, together with our friends at ASOS. Boom, you know I'm wearing that. Uh, we've got guests there, really <laughs> excited. I've got political satirist Jolly and Rubenstein. Say Donald Trump. Donald Trump. It's out of the way now, don't say it again. Uh, Radio One Extra DJ Nick Bright. Heck, heck, heck. Rewind! Radio One Extra DJ Nick Bright in the house. And TV presenter and fitness guru. She's doing crunches on the table. Look at those abs! It's Chloe Haskell. No. Welcome uh, to Boys Don't Cry. Just in case for some reason you're encountering this for the first time, you just jumped straight in a random episode on Series 2, we get some male guests and force them to talk about the things women wished men would talk about. It's compelling for men because they're like, oh, my God, let's watch Nick squirm as he tries to answer this. (laughs) It's compelling for girls because it's the nosy ear at the door they've always dreamed of doing. There's no... The only rule is just be honest. It's a safe space, except we probably will still take the piss out of each other a bit, so it's not that... It's, quite, it's, sort of, it's almost we, safe. For this we we pretty, definitely will be taking the piss out of each but other. It, but, it, it, but it's cosy. It's matey piss taking. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a safe space. I mean, it's the third time I've been on, so, you know... Uh, it's I, because you just open your mouth without thinking, this is why we love you. <laughs> Hang on, are we allowed to swear? Because I need to know that now. Not if it makes you look a cunt. OK. <laughs> No, Very good. No, no, we are, we are oh, allowed to swear, right. but not unnecessarily like I just did in a mm-hmm. gratuitous fashion. Simon and also by it. using the C word, we must remember its misogynistic roots and therefore take the power from it. <laughs> Isn't that right, sisters? <laughs> no, uh, so we, will, we, do, we bounce around. It is discursive. It is the thing you've always dreamed of, girls. What do men think of height? What do they really think about a woman's body shape? What do men, why do men watch porn? Why do they cheat? Why do they like your friend's picture on Instagram? Because she's hurt. <laughs> no, no, but seriously... <laughs> Why? So, first of all, Chloe, welcome. You've not you've not Thank been you. before. I know. I've I've been listening to a few episodes on the drive up from uh, Northampton, where I live, and um, I'm already a big fan. So I'm excited to be here. So you don't strike me as someone who would struggle to give your opinion on <laughs> awkward, <laughs> more awkward or challenging topics. Rude. No, I, uh, I actually. <laughs> That's a good thing. You know no, what? That, I mean, you could kick off. Couldn't you kick off with that as a topic? Isn't it weird how when a girl gets a reputation of being able to speak her mind, it's somehow like sort of got a negative halo? Yeah. But I was like Nick. He says what he thinks. Everyone's like, well, yeah, Nick, the man who speaks. And Chloe speaks, I'm like, oh, my God, you callous bitch. There is instantly a prejudice there. Yeah, Boom. no, no, there We've definitely We've fallen down is. our first wormhole of masculinity. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. In fact, I... <laughs> sorry, we're just going to jump right in, right Do off it. the bat. I've Two suffered feet. from really bad anxiety since I was a kid, so I've been in therapy forever. And my therapist consistently tells me that I'm way too honest and and I need to rein it in and I need to learn how to, quote-unquote, play a role. Mm. So um, I don't think this is the show for me to practice that. But... <laughs> do, you agree, do you agree with, with that? I mean, I, I, I do, I, I do. I suppose it's a continue, isn't it? If, you, if I'm stood in Tesco's and go, I've got an erection, that's definitely, <laughs> it's too much. That is something I would do. I, I, I wish you told me that penis. before last night. I would play the role of a man who didn't have an erection. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose hey, even though it would be quite visible. There's, there's sort of social norms and niceties that sort of have to be observed just for basic life to continue. Like, mm. if everyone you worked with you... Joke, it's like, you know, when you send an email and you're saying kind regards, when really what you're saying is fuck you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there is a kind of, like, weird protocol, isn't there, of, like, this sort of... It's honesty, but couched in a sort of language that we all understand means something completely different to what we're British. actually saying. It is, isn't it? <laughs> Utterly. Do you, do you think, Nick, though, there is a difference between... If you, if you had fraternal twins tomorrow, one girl, one boy, both equally outspoken, 
both equally interesting, both equally intelligent. That girl's going to have a, a more difficult journey than a guy, would you yeah, think? 100%. Not, not in just what we've been discussing a few moments ago, in, in other aspects as well. And I think it comes from the parents too, because, you know, I know people that have got sisters, like I've got mates that have got sisters, and yes. they're treated so differently to... Read like, the code, Nick. <laughs> I'll have a word. I'll have a word. Uh, they're treated so differently to, like, the, 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 their brothers. In, in other words, you know, the brothers were allowed out later when they were younger, stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they've got, if they're seeing girls, the dad's normally that nice one, son, go and get in there. Whereas, like, with the daughter, it's like, what do you think you're doing? If he comes around here, I'll slap him up. Do you know what I mean? It's like, all that. So, My dad would never say that. <laughs> I would love to see it. If he did. It'd be amazing. I'll read some stern texts through the door, <laughs> teach him about his conduct. Here's a fact sheet. <laughs> no, he'd just be really positive about it. I think. Yeah. He'd just be like, hello, I'm Richard. Lovely to meet you. How are you? What are your intentions with my daughter? Have you slept with her? Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> what are you wearing? Mid, mid shag. Hello. I'm Richard. No, ew, stop talking. Um, have, you, uh, have you ever seen This Morning? <laughs> I think um, those norms are changing. Mm. You know, those things that we've always considered to be gender norm realities. I've been spending a lot of time doing some research for a new show. Um, a lot to do with sort of looking at the environment and stuff. But actually what I've found a lot of the time is that their attitudes are so, so opposite to what we have expected. I actually found out an interesting fact while doing What do you research. say they? Sorry, well, you, 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 well, you I mean, mean like, other cultures? Know, no, no, no. I mean people who are quote-unquote millennials, who, right. are, who are, you know, an age now where they're just about to become one of the, you know, if not the largest voter bloc there actually is. They're going to be, you know, it's going to be a huge force in the next 10 years of seismic change. But in, in the research, what I found that was really interesting, you know that... Um, that turn of phrase, stiff upper lip, mm -hmm. and the British stiff upper lip. Very British. That was actually created lip. in an advertising company. Are you serious? And it was, yeah, it was used basically to train people at public school and in government to deal with colonialism because what they were witnessing was so horrific that they were told, oh, no, that it's, you know, it's fine because British stiff upper lip. Yeah. And it actually was something that Eton and Harrow actually sort of taught you know, future leaders, prime ministers to do. So that sort of like out what we considered typically British repression was manufactured. Hmm. And um, it's stiff up, but it's also a fantastic facial clinic in Loughton High Street. <laughs> <laughs> um, really good work on your pout, girls. A bit too up. much Botox can Here at stiff up a lip, we go for a more natural look. <laughs> <laughs> All of these things, lovely warm-up subject, guys. I feel like these are things that girls talk about much better than mm -hmm. men, right? So let's talk about... Let's try and really put men here under the microscope. I want to talk about breakups. Oh, dear. Are there Great. differences between the sexes about how we break up, how we deal with it, how we approach a breakup? Yeah, I think there are. I mean, we've talked... I mean, you know, like Nick, I've been on the show a number of times, and we've, we always come back to this, which is the idea that girls talk more very fundamental difference where guys maybe will have a whatsapp and be like you're right mate and the thing also i've noticed in my 30s is i'm sure you know you guys have found this as well is when you're in your 20s you kind of have this congregation of people that generally come together friday saturday night you're right mate mm -hmm. you're right mate yeah, say yeah. don't worry about her allow her next girl first <laughs> now it's like you know brunches and lunches you don't really have that and certainly, you know, my last major breakup two years ago, I found it much harder to reconstitute that kind of sense of optimism, which we were kind of talking yeah, about before. Yeah, 100%, because uh, much like you, two years ago, I went through a big breakup. We were together four and a half years, mm -hmm. and it's like when everybody... like Living when you together? 
so we weren't we weren't living together, but we spoke about living together. It's the only reason we didn't is because she's a scouser and I'm I live in London. Yeah, so so like, she never, should never have happened in the first place. Never moving with the northerner. <laughs> Ask Russell. I mean, um, I'm a northerner. Thank you. You are. Yeah, right. Are you? Yeah, born and raised in Manchester. Yeah. I'm I just love greyhounds and. Uh, <laughs> But, on, get me out on those Yorkshire days. I do think the toys are very, very typical northern. Yeah, I mean, you, you and you and the Gallagher brothers. I mean, I can't tell you. About. <laughs> yeah. um, well, my brothers look like the Gallagher brothers. It's no. very bizarre. But but to try and get back on topic, yeah, it's it's you you touched on something there, Jolie, and it was um, exactly what I was thinking. Girls talk and and men just don't, and I, that's the whole point of this podcast. When I split up with my girlfriend, I didn't want to tell anyone, not mm. even my parents. You know, oh. like I just tried, like wanted to keep it to myself for so long. And then uh, we, I tried to sort out the well, relationship. It's, it's embarrassing that it's failed, you mean? Well, yeah, that. Yeah, what, what's the purpose I of I think it's really interesting it? you just used that word, it, failed. Is yeah, it, but what's the, what, what is the embarrassment at in your mind? I think because when you say it's over, it means it's over. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, 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 that. That, and that's what it was with me, because like we, we kind of... Was she in the public eye then? Yeah, so people people know who she is. That would and make then, it worse because there's people observing the, the breakdown. And then and, and everybody where I work... Who, like, who, was, who was it? People are only going to Google it. Yeah, then. I know. Um, she's a Team GB athlete called Katerina Johnson-Thompson. She's right. just won gold on the weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. I won't say what I'm going to say. has really gone up the yeah. It really has as well. <laughs> it's because she's not oh having as much God. sex anymore. That's Ooh. what it is. Um, <laughs> hey, lay down, shots fired, shots fired. Check that one out, YouTube, drop. Um, uh, but no, oh honestly, dear. the hard thing was a lot of people at work, like, you know, when I go into work and do the radio show, a lot of people had met her because she'd come in. She hadn't been on my show because that would be weird, but, like, mm. she'd been in when I'm mm. on air and stuff, just sitting in. So no, everybody knew who she was and people were like, oh, how's Kat? You know, for mm. ages I was like, yeah, you know, she's all right. Oh, just kind of no. like... Not that's telling Bates, anyone. That's some Bates Motel stuff it, right there, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's she's horrible. fine. She's upstairs in the loft, just chilling. <laughs> and then, I mean, somehow, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I don't know about you guys because obviously people care if if, if Russell Kane's going for a breakup or whatever. But for me, like, I've never been in the public eye enough for anyone to care about that. And then one day, my agent got a phone call from a Daily Mail journalist saying we found out that Nick and Kat have broke up and we want to write a story about it. And I was like, this is fucking weird because nobody normally gives a shit. Mm. And uh. That was like really, really hard for me to deal with in itself because mm. I was like, I don't want this to be in the paper. And mm. then she called me thinking that I would because the, the paper contacted her agent. So, so then a third party had t- made the yeah, story. Yeah, someone somewhere had like told this journalist, and then she thought that I oh, hit the mic. She thought no, that I had really told the tough. journalist, yeah. and like it was all a bit mad. What, what about Chloe? The, the process of breaking up. I think there could be a gender difference here in that men follow the be slightly mean to you until you have a conversation about breaking up model. So I'll start keep doing really horrible pig behaviour things yeah. to you go, why don't we break up then? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rather yeah. than, yeah. whereas a, wo- a woman, stop me if I'm making terrible generalisation, might sit you down a few months in advance of that and go, I feel like we're not getting on. We need to have a conversation about this. Is that a stereotype or is it true? Oh, I don't know because I only speak to my own experiences. Let's give us your experience. <sighs> I, in my experience, yeah, that has happened. Yeah. Every time a male partner has broken up with me, uh, the prelude to that was months and months of being treated like fucking shit. Like, actually being walked all over mm. until I said, you Give know, us- over phone, angry phone calls, we should just break up with them. And they're like, OK. Do you mean, like, a moodiness, door slamming, like, no, not returning I mean, like, texts? not coming home, not but- returning texts. Actually, that's really interesting you said that. That is the first thing that happens. They mm. stop messaging back, like, zero interest. It's like, okay. And then if you live together, and I've weirdly lived with all of my ex-boyfriends, they just stop coming home. And it's like, oh, I was that just really out. That really is a clue, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And then <laughs> that, when, when that Cara happens, like... would be like, I would like to investigate this further. <laughs> 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 
He's just chipping on you. He's not returned home for a week. Is there still a chance? <laughs> I feel like it, you do get to real, and also like things like I remember one of my exes, my grandma died, and I called him and I was crying and I asked him to come and see me and he was like, "No, I'm Ugh. going out with the boys." Cold. And that's when you know, oh and you're like, God. "Okay, well, we should just break up." So and they do cold, say that. Yeah. For me, when I've broken up with partners in the past. I've put it off and put it off and put it off and like try to hide it, try to hide it because you feel guilty. I mean, I've always suffered with really bad breakup guilt. And then you just get to a point where it just like falls out your mm. mouth and you like can't not say C- it. Can I ask you a question? Because I, I think there's another sort of aspect which is very, very different about men and women when they do break up. Mm. And numerous, you know, girls who I'm friends with, not girlfriends, but uh, and I have actually had this conversation, which is a lot of guys seem to go through a thing where they'll break up with someone. And then about six weeks later, they'll want to get back together. Oh, and all the Girls time. will break up in the first three weeks, absolute nightmare. Yeah. And then they're like, no. No, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. I could, again, so couldn't So what agree is going more. on there? Chloe? Men love... Okay, so women will hold on... Hold, in my experience, again, I don't want to generalise like you. It's all we, it's but, all like, we can do. It's is, all we can do. Do not generalise like Russell. That's the one, <laughs> one rule of this podcast. Is delve into our own experience yeah. and use that as a lens to yeah. make observations about the world. So for me, I'm not going to lie, whether I've broken up with someone and I feel guilty or I've been broken up with, I am a nightmare initially. I'm like the girl that gets drunk, that sends 20 texts, like, don't care, no shame. And then, yeah, there's a definite Mm. point where I'm like, oh, it's done and I'm over it. Normally, if I found out they've slept with someone else or whatever, closure, done. Mm. And then as soon as that happens, yeah, I think men want what they can't have. They know and then they try and come back. I think there's something really interesting that, but I'm not sure I relate to that thing about knowing, um, wanting what you can't have. But I think there's something actually even more sort of bizarre about the male experience now, which is it's a lot... I think it's really interesting what you said earlier. A breakup, you described what was going on, Nick, as the relationship failed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's examine that. What does failed mean? It means I tried to do something and it didn't work, so that's terrible, Mm -hmm. rather than... We're basically incompatible, mm. right? Like a rationed, reasoned decision where I've worked out that essentially, you know, and a lot of things happens a lot, like your fundamental values are different. So my mate Jamie, he's got this phrase, and he says, for the first three months, you're just meeting someone's representative. Yeah, right? <laughs> definitely. And, you, and you're kind of like, you find yourself, you know, when I've lived with partners and stuff like that, there are these moments that snap things, you know? Like there, you, you can't... Or you can't delete. You can't mute yeah, that can't moment. It's it's that moment, and you can all try. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, those moments. Well, when I spoke about this, I used to speak about it on stage. And when I think about it, it's like Tetris, love. So, so it's like imagine two really complex shapes when you first meet each other. Like, oh my god, everything's going to fit. That bit fits into it. I, where have you been my whole life? And it gets closer and closer. And you're like, oh wait a minute. Well, that doesn't. <laughs> and some of us, that we shave the edges off and we gel anyway and we get married to mm. eyelash business owners or rugby players. <laughs> and, and, we get, and we get married. And some of us go, that Tetris wasn't so freaking ideal after all. Mm. Um, I've, I've let you off the hook a little bit there, though, um, you Johnny. Your, your break... So I will admit now, while Chloe's sat there, that I have done the be mean, hoping the girl yeah. sits down yeah. and has... I will admit it as well. I'll admit yeah. it. Yeah. I'm interested... I hear what you're saying, Jolly, and it's admirable. You're like, you mustn't use the language, emotive language of failure if you get the two test bro- tubes of the relationship and they do well, not mix you produce the reason, a science the reason I'm saying it, it when is emo- because I've experienced but it but when emotions are involved yeah. it does feel like no, failure bro, bro, it doesn't just feel like failure it is the and I so, think this speaks a lot to male mental health generally and sense of self-worth so I really only in the last six months I think have got back to a place where essentially I have 
refounds my self-respect within relationships. But, and but that's what do you mean when you split up with a girl? Not only me and Nick, I, we, we were bastards until we split up. Was, done it. I want to be really, really clear here. So I wrote a piece about and break up and I really regretted it. And it's because she didn't have an opportunity to answer back. And mm. I don't think that, I, I regret doing that. And I wish, in a way, that I'd written it and then just thrown it in the bin because actually writing it was incredibly cathartic because actually I, I processed stuff while I was doing that. Mm. So was I mean when, when when we broke up? Yeah, I probably was. But what I'd recognised was I'm an extrovert, she was an introvert. Not mean when you broke right? up, mean no, to cause the, the breakup. Up. This is, the, I, this is no, what we're talking about. I'm the str- much more like... The strategy of passive-aggressive behaviour, staying away from home, no, doing this door guy. slamming, I've, not coming if you've got a bereaving a relative, shit like that, where you're trying to build the pressure so the girl goes, we need to break up, then you're like, yes. No, see, I'm much more direct. I'm really direct, as you have experienced many times in our friendship. I say what I think, but at the same time... It's a crowded toilet, it didn't stop him. My God, it's huge. The issue that I've... TV show or radio show, I'm not quite sure. The thing that I definitely regret is not having the bravery to and having too much bravado in the situation not being brave enough to just call it when I saw it which was a long time before in fact even when the day I was moving in and I think the universe kind of gives you signals so for instance they were moving in I was at a job there was someone I met who there was an instant attraction it was very very tangible I wrote it off as being you know what that just happens you need to be fancy and stuff Mm. but I actually don't think it does happen like I think that sometimes there are such big signals and for me you know I'm 37 now most of my friends are married most of my most of my most of my friends are married most of my friends had kids right I really wanted to be in a relationship yeah like I really wanted to be in a relationship (laughs) see I have to just Stroll through Russell's distractions <laughs> to make just one point. Yeah. So I'm it's very used to it. It is the worst. You are very used to it. You are he just sits there going, the most beautiful mm-hmm. herbal tea. I have to put spoonfuls yeah. of honey in Exactly. <laughs> People would gulp that down. It's more like nettle tea. It's hard to drink, but you know it's good it's for you. It's nettle, exactly. Um, Thank you, Johnny. It's nettle tea continue. The thing that I really, really regret is being too... So my friend has a term for this, which is heteronormative, right? Which is essentially saying two kids, married you know, house, buying a house, stuff like that. My reality has not been like that. Mm. And the thing that's been quite missing, and I focused a lot on my career, was that, and my sense of self-worth was very connected to a notionality that I had that that would make me fulfilled or happy or yeah. full. I think so I was everyone. prepared to settle. So essentially, and then when we didn't, and she, she's got engaged now, she's moved to a different country, and, you know, I, I, you know, I really wish her well, but it's taken me so long mm. to get to a point to wish her well. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it really has. Uh-huh. Um, so let's just, let's just flip this a little bit, because I've been a qu- quite tough on us guys. Yeah. I have tested the theory once in one of my breakups, and this is, the, this is the theory we're being told today, guys. If only men would be honest with girls instead of being mean, life would be so much better for everyone. Is it Ever nothing tested? to do with miming? No, Ever not miming. Nice. I have, I've tested it. Just I, quicker. Not nicer, just quicker, right? I've, been, so, I've done that it mean? quicker. Okay. I've done it quicker and it wasn't... I was like, OK, <laughs> let's test this. Blah, blah, blah. This relationship's not right because of this and I don't feel like I'm in love with you. And... <laughs> it was okay. the worst breakup I've ever had because it left that girl with the shrapnel yeah. of all the truthful things I actually felt lodged in her head. I think that's bullshit. I think this is the problem with, with this stuff is we think, and I'm, you know, I speak as one of three men here, I should think, probably have quite large egos. Right? <laughs> so yeah. I've had relationships. Oh, my ego has separate, like, oh my my ego God, separate 
I, management. If I tell her really what I think, <laughs> if I tell her really what I think, if I really, really love her with her, she won't be able to take it or break her. That is projection of your own ego, ego onto personality to say, like, do you know what? She is nothing without me and everything with me. It is fucking bollocks. You sound like my husband. I, I think, <laughs> Just I think that it's, latter it's, sentence. It's, it's partly, <laughs> though, I think, the, the reason guys say that is because if it was coming back the other way, I wouldn't be able to take it. If somebody no, turned around right. and said, this is what's wrong with you, you know, you maybe t- tiny dick, you're shit in bed, blah, 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 all of these things, I'd be like, oh my God, this is a terrible size eight should, should maybe I mean, use pretend true. examples, Nick, rather. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm scanning it out just to prove, oh my God. I'm, st- I'm still I'm doing really, all right, you know. I slam it home, give me it's, a break. It's not the size of the boat, it's the motion in the ocean, Russ. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is, by the way, here, here. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly, Russ. <laughs> well, you. I go like a sewing machine yeah. in a power search. So <laughs> I love you. I love you. That was special. I'm gonna be real with you. Go on. As someone who's very, very sensitive and has a painfully honest husband, like to the point where What do you mean? I mean, he's so overly honest with me, even when I don't ask for it, that it kills me sometimes. Do you mean about the way you're behaving, looking, anything and everything. Anything and everything. And I'm really sensitive, so I'm not the best candidate for that. Um, but here's what I will say. It is just as painful to be lied to and found out later as it is to be told the horrible, savage, honest truth. But if you do the latter, the whole drawn-out, horrible, painful process is over a lot quicker. Someone says, I don't love you anymore. It hurts a lot, but you can't change it. No. If it takes two months of cheating on somebody, that's two months of pain. No, can I just ask no. quite a quickly question? Because I'm really genuinely interested in this. Do you mm. think that you've got to a point in life, you know, you're married now and everything like that, where you think that you only have not so many chances for love, but just the capacity Mm. to actually fully embrace, like, love again. Do you know what I mean? Like, after a break, because I feel like I've got to a point where it's like, you know, it's like we have a finite amount of energy, right? Mm -hmm. We live for a finite Mm. amount of time. I just keep wondering whether it's like you have a finite amount of you know, like, your actual capacity to be, like, fully inured, like, fully in love with someone? Or is it just infinite? No, you just I think meet you feel like that now because yeah. you had a really deep and meaningful loving relationship yeah. and you're now single for how many years? Two? Well, I mean, there's been, there's been stuff you, that's happened, but I wouldn't me- describe it. To measure how long a guy's been single, you check the circumference of his body. It's like the age of a tree. No, the rings on the forearm, one... I think you feel like that, and I think that's subjective to you, and I think that makes all the sense mm. in the world. But I think when you when you meet someone again, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. You, you end up... I mean, James and I didn't fall in love immediately like I have done in the past, which was really quick. It well, took we'll time. We'll ask you about that in a minute after we have a little Yeah, break. it took time, but like everybody says, and it, it's such a cliche, but it's true... Every love is as powerful, it's just different. Mm. So you have yet to find what your next one's going to be like. Well, even more more bizarrely, i actually not sure whether I even think that was love anymore. Yeah, really? I feel like yeah, that. Because yeah, I wonder, I, because, because the thing is, it's like, so I wanted that to be, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm basically a romantic idealist. Girls, I'm a romantic idealist. I'm a very romantic guy. He's, he's single. I'm single, I'm, I'm romantic. Single. Just, 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 just telling you. The whole thing is one long Tinder um, advert. Yeah. Jolly. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on Tinder? No, I was for a little bit. I'll tell you what, someone sent me a picture of a geezer with my photo going like this. And I was like, that's thanks. And Lee, if you're listening, good Can on I you, just mate. bring Nick in just one more time because we've got to take a break in the set? No, how yeah. dare you? So what, what, just to finish Chloe's point, she's like, the brutal honest truth so much better than blah, blah, blah down the line. Yes, yes, of course. I think we're slightly talking at cross purposes. You're a girl, I'm about to split up with you. I can tell you one of two things. 
I've got to be honest, I just, I don't, I don't love you, I'm not attracted to you. Or I could say, I don't want to be in a relationship at the moment, I want to be single, I'm, I'm the loser, I'm so sorry, it's not you. Now, one of those is a lie, but one of them's going to make you feel less shit. Yeah. Be honest, Nick, which one would you choose? If you were Terminator, the T-1000, both options coming up. But what if he up. finds out down the exactly. road? Exactly, I was just about yeah. to say the hard thing nowadays. It's you don't not have to a fair... That- what about the fact that she then goes along for the next couple of years going, well, then there's still a chance yes, because actually yes, I still love him. The, but the know? hard thing nowadays is social media, right? Oh, it's, my it's, God, it's, like, totally. it's, 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 you know, you can say that. You can say, oh, you know, I just don't feel like I want to be with someone, blah, blah, blah. Two months later, Nick Bright's in a relationship. Oh you know God. what I mean? Yeah. Facebook official, FBO. It's like, you know... <laughs> Everyone FBI. finds out about that FBI. shit now, so you can't hide it. I think we've agreed that br- brutal honesty wins through. I've tried to be provocative. Yeah. I do want to find out about the James Heskell train in a minute. I've been told to oh. ask you about that. <laughs> okay. But we do have to take a quick break in order to pay my exorbitant salary. <laughs> ASOS, it's great. Go online, buy some clothes. Welcome to ASOS. <laughs> we'll be back with more Boys Don't Cry in just a moment. But first, here's Alex Payne with something else from Joe. Thank you very much indeed. It's just a moment or two for us to duck in and tell you about the House of Rugby. We're having a lot of fun. What are we trying to do with the show? Why should people be watching and listening? <laughs> we're we are Tracy trying to mix it's going up. It's, this is going into another show so that people come and watch us. Oh, uh, hello, everyone. Uh, Say uh, some nice people. Right. Well, we should basically watch House of Rugby because it's unbelievable humour. We don't talk about any rugby, uh, and we give you the inside track from people who are still actually involved in rugby, not old sixty-year-olds who don't know anything. Good. Tense. Your views. Yeah, You've offended I, all the Irish. You've offended uh, well, most ba- of the clubs. Basically, we try and offend anyone who possibly works against the English. So the Irish have been hit hard. Um, we're just building up to the Welsh, and then we're going to finish off by. Fucking putting down the Scottish, yeah. That's Good my stuff. mother-in-law as well. So Just perfect. want to reiterate, we are a family show, despite the 30-second trail, including... There we go. Uh, <laughs> you can download us via YouTube. You can... No, you can... You can as you can tell, we're a very professional outfit. You can watch <laughs> us via YouTube and download us via iTunes. I hope you'll join us at some point. It's a lot of fun, really. Thanks very much, Alex. And uh, now a word from our sponsor. We are very lucky now to be sponsored by ASOS. Normally, uh, shows get sponsored by things that don't have anything to do with the host. I can honestly say... <laughs> I would be fully naked, sat here, <laughs> were it not for ASOS. My, even my pants. It's just my wedding ring is the only thing not from ASOS. And, and your fake tan. And my fake tan. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you Jolly. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I've got stuff I've got to read out, but the God's honest truth is I'm genuine ASOS ambassador. Uh, I love the staff. You can express yourself however you want with clothing that will give you confidence to push the boat out a bit. Uh, but not too far. <laughs> so try something new. You don't, ha- you don't have to look like me. Uh, if you do, you might want to get counselling. There's some advice uh, on the Because web- you're just too on the website. So if you do look like me or Nick Rimshaw, there are people that can help you. <laughs> you Please- Nick look really different now because he's had a haircut mm. and you've still got the perfect thunderbird. Indeed, thank you, Julian. Pulling it back after the spray tan jibe. Yeah. Created by ASOS and starred oh God, by you, you ASOS Design. Check out the latest pieces on asos.com forward slash men. Right. I'm proud. I to should be never a have sat in the middle of you two. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a terrible choice of seating. I'm chilling on the air. Like, <laughs> um, so, Chloe, when you were first getting together with James, you, meant, you mentioned it was a particularly stressful. And the what's the James Haskell train about? Okay, so James is a rugby player, which means that his career, his body, his schedule, his everything has to be top of the pile always. Like, you, I will never come first, never have. Um, Did even you rephrase when... that? <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. There's some things, James, maybe you shouldn't put first. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, so... Wow. <laughs> Brutal honesty. It's what the podcast is all about, I guess. Um, anyway. <laughs> so I'm just going to finish my scrum. I'll finish my scrums in the garden. Well, I'll finish myself off, shall I? <laughs> 
Sewing machine. Sewing machine. Sewing machine's back. <laughs> do, your, um, do your sexual breakdown of what it's like being with a rugby player. Yeah, do your tackle joke again. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what is what is it like being flanked by someone who wants to tap into <laughs> I bet you're like, what's foreplay? Like, grabs you around the ankles and then you drop down onto the carpet. Uh, after um, sex, does he try and convert you through the duvet? Convert, uh, 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 How many positions? How many positions have you tried? Oh, oh, that was good. Do you know what? I want to give Russell some props here about something else. Right? Props. Oh, well done. Come on. Smash that. So I basically, do you know what I did? That. I didn't even didn't even think of that. I mean, that's the genius, genius we're talking. Um, if he spits bars, he just leaks, he flows. So what I uh, one of the things that Russ was doing a um, a stand up show and he said this thing that has always stuck with me, which was about the idea that which was when you're looking for a, drunk a partner, <laughs> for a partner, you sort of what you think initially is that you've got if you've got common interests, it's like oh it's really good, we've got common interests, that's really really good. But actually, what you said was it's about it's it's kind of your. Uh, you know your your disposition. You know like how you temperament. Your temperament is the most mm. important thing, and that is something that I think you only really learn about. Oh, thirty years old, earliest. I mean, and even now, I find that you know because the older you get, you can you work stuff out very quickly about people. But people are fucking complex Rubik's cubes, mm. man. Yeah. You know, you put them in different positions in, of of life. You put them in different positions and then you tackle them. What what Chloe's talking about is slightly different because it doesn't matter what temperament James has, he's having to put a third party before you two. Mm. I know it's not technically about breakups, but it could have led to an early breakup. So what's it like playing second fiddle to someone's cardio? (laughs) And what what was how the Haskell trained specifically? Was it like being in the starting lineup? Nicely. (laughs) Um, It was hard from day one. Um, I think, so initially you're like, oh yeah, I totally get it. I'll never be number one. Like I'll always come second it's fine and then like something will happen where that actually comes into like the fore in a very real practical yeah, your way your needs come this happens with stand- yeah. I know it's a much smaller thing but uh, my, no, my job not. is it's such a relative no, it is so much far smaller as, far as stand up stand up's a little bit more flexible but it's it is a very selfish thing yeah I'll put it above my daughter and my wife the right gig comes in when we planned our wedding I said to Lindsay if the right gig comes in you know, you we'll know what will happen day. yeah same so that was the same and with so us. sooner or later you experienced this the rugby yeah. came up against so, yeah. your needs and boom and head boom. to head and then it keeps happening and then you're like oh, i don't know if i can do this and then you have to ask the question am i the kind of person and if you're not that's totally cool but am i the kind of person who can do this and i decided yeah but he did say to me when the very first time it came up and i was like hang on wait i need you and i won't go into detail what it was for but it was quite big and it was quite important that i had him there and he was like well no i, I can't be there i've got physio literally that was all it was physiotherapy and um and after that, it kind of it spiraled off like a like a few days of rowing, which is how we how we go. Mm-hmm. And he turned around and he said to me, "Okay, I'm just going to say one thing to you, and then I'm going to leave the house. This is the James Haskell train, and the train is leaving the station, and you're either on it or you're off. So figure it out and shut the door." And that was it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Lindsay. You're yeah. going to get the Russell Kane train. Yeah. I mean, it rhymes. And me. it rhymes. Just to say though, because you know, you just said spoilers off into two weeks of rowing, right? Yeah. So that's my us. my yeah, but my my parents are still together and. I don't understand people who don't think that rowing is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Because rowing is an absolutely fundamental part of any relationship. It's how you it create boundaries. I'm interested how close, if you're okay to share, how close you were to break, breaking up. Because it was quite early on. Did you think, oh, I can't do this? this we let's did. Break in, this. The, in the beginning, James and I are both really passionate, loud, opinionated, annoying people. <laughs> There's a lot of work in it. Don't yeah. knock it. I see people on TV, I'm like, oh, that person's really annoying. And then I'm like, I really am not in a position to say that. <laughs> 
Um, no, he, we, we did break up, yeah, uh, twice, I think, in the early days. Uh, let me try and remember why. And how did it how... It's really important to you then. How, <laughs> how was it done? Was it, was it like, well, no, so were we... you like waving the train off at the station? Like, yeah. My train. Yeah, fuck you. See you later. <laughs> Tinder reinstalled. <laughs> I've never bus. been on Tinder. Um, no, it was, um, as I say, this is the one problem with James and I, and we are a very good couple and we're very well matched. But the one thing we have is that when we argue, it does tend to uh, roll on mm. another train. Um, it does tend to roll on for multiple days at a time. And I think in the beginning, it was just so, it was so frustrating because we never get anywhere. We would just break up and then we'd be broken up for two days and then we'd have sex. And <laughs> then it would be fine. Right, that, that brings me on to my next subject, uh, Mr. Bryce, if you'd like to jump in. Oh, <laughs> the phenomenon, which I'm ex- assuming everyone around this table has experienced, many people listening and watching, uh, breakup sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What? What the hell? Is- so I was I, I was in one I was in one relationship. It was a good. Don't get me wrong. It was a good relationship. It was a proper what I call Ebola love. Where you're like, oh, love you so much. I'm really sick of it. Like, Ebola love. You don't right. even get Ebola love in your twenties. So it was a full Ebola. It was full like, uh, Ebola love. That's a brilliant. Phrase. No, like, if I, you go with anyone else, okay? I say it's that sort of level of love. Yeah. It ran its course. It was my. It was while we were at uni, and you know you stopped sleeping together. It's <clears> kind of sort of mutual. We were both a bit sad. Boom. The sex life had long died. Within. A month of breaking up, yeah. this electric mm. sexual affair begins. What the hell is going on there? And <clears throat> refreshingly, it appears to be both a male and female phenomenon. Mm. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's weird because w- with my latest ex, that didn't happen because she moved to France to get away from me. Now, she moved to France for, <laughs> for, for training purposes. Well, the courts so... all actually ordered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was banned from going. No, she moved there for training, so it's like but there was there was no real kind of opportunity for that because obviously for that to happen... But did you feel, without yeah. leading to pride, did you, did you feel those weird urges of after three weeks of breaking up, you feel like, oh, I'd love to just bone the person. Well, obviously, yeah. But, like, it's weird, but don't you find that odd? You've just split up with I think them. I think it's because it's what you've become accustomed to and used to, and you're used to having it on tap, and then all of a sudden it's gone, and then you're thirsty <laughs> again, and, and, you know... Do you, you want to know actually, actually yeah. what it actually is? Like, and it's, like... It's, Here he comes with his science. I just wondered, Nick, did you... Did you, because obviously, just, we, I do, I definitely mm. do. But, Nick, afterwards, did you ever... Because it's difficult when you see someone on TV. Yeah. Would you ever like, oh, do you know what? I've had a hard day. I'm just going to put some athletics on. Oh, my God. Are you and literally going to ask him if he jacks off? Yeah. Like, I'm going to wake myself to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but did you, did you... I will admit, almost every woman I've split up with, just the sight of her afterwards, even if we hated each other during the split up, is arousing. And I don't fully... Understand it, but, but when she's there in the public eye, as your ex mm. was, Kat, it must have been a hundred times worse. Yeah, it's, it Did was you beat difficult. your personal best? <laughs> 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 It was hard, that's what she said. But um, <laughs> Oh my god, you got lads, lads, lads. I know, just lads. constant puns, everyone were you were talking about before, you were like, you know, I mean it wasn't hard. It but was it might, we didn't it, it was hard at first. <laughs> can you explain it before? I'm sure Jolly's gonna give us the correct scientific explanation, but before he does, I'm not. what's your what's your explanation well, we, of we, the desire? <clears throat> now, I, don't, I don't think it's as simple as it was on tap because no. we're doing if you do a job for a living where it's easy to meet a female, why am I more attracted to someone I've just split up with and we've rejected each I, other than I would just some strange female in the street. I feel like so it, else going it, it's on. because, like, I think Chloe touched on it earlier. When, when, <laughs> on, stop on, you stop. She when, did touch on it. When something is, you can no longer have it anymore, you want it, you want it more, first mm-hmm. and foremost. Uh, but, but secondly, it's because to meet somebody new, not always, but 
a lot of the time it's a bit of a chore. It's mm. like you've mm. got to put in a bit of groundwork. Mm. Uh, and I always say that ladies are the gatekeepers when it comes to sex. Like, so it might be a bit different. Literally Chloe, and figuratively. Yeah, <laughs> Chloe might give a different answer, but, like, guys have to put in a bit of groundwork to get laid, whereas, like, with, a, with an ex... The groundwork is done already, so it's right, kind of like if you just connect, mm. like if you meet up or whatever, and she hasn't had it for a while, you haven't had it for a while. You so can you just have obviously it. had breakups. We've all had breakups. Is there anyone oh, yeah, yeah. I've had breakups. See, I, just, I, I, I admire the honesty of your answer, but that doesn't represent my experience. There was an, ero- an extra erotic charge to yeah. that person. Would it wasn't. Be. It wasn't based on the ground. Oh, I don't have to figure out whether she likes. But what um, do you, what no, do you genuinely think it is, bro? I'm genuinely interested. No, no idea. I okay, do, so I I look, wait. Let me say my theory, yeah, and yeah, then go, you go. hit me with your. I'm science. not saying. I'm not saying. I don't know why everyone thinks I've got loads of science. I am not a scientist. You were ready to go. It's this is Freud and Jung's. First of all, Chloe, do. Do, do women have these weird erotic uh-huh. yeah, twinges with, that they can yeah. explain towards a man? I've with they all just... my exes, and it's always been the best sex I've ever had. Why? Yeah. What the hell is going okay, on? Okay, so I think that men, men need to be needed, and I don't know if it's a father-son thing, but it, that's it. Um, yes, I love it if I get this right. Women need to be desired. We need to feel like we're still attractive. So when the guy is like, oh, God, it's like, I need you to still need me, you think, oh, my God, I'm still desired, and it creates this fundamental, visceral reaction, yeah. and you want to fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, OK, so what is it, what <laughs> is it really... I'm not no, going to no, lie, that totally. description has turned me on a little oh, bit. 100%. <laughs> i got a semi. But am, I, is that, am I alone there? He's full tilt. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might need the, boy, um, need the boys going to our um, discussion cushion. Can I have it brought in, it's about, it's about life and death. Is what it actually is about. It's about oh, death. No, but it's about, what Freud would say. You know, you're talking an to a comedian here. Is, be careful. What does orgasm mean in French? Like, literally, go, literally, it literally normally death, means right? I can't go back to that hotel. I thought it meant life. <laughs> the antithesis. Well, no. I mean, the thing is that you know, sex by its very nature is you know primordial. It's basic. Mm. Right? So you're saying it's orgasm is a form life. of death. That's what Freud it, argued. It, isn't the, it? So, so often when you when you do have breakup sex, there is this moment where you're both utterly silent and you're looking at the ceiling and you both know. You know, it's not sustainable. It's a moment in time. And there's that kind of understanding. It's like that's why that's where the, the inescapable sadness comes from. You know, there is this kind of moment of kind of it is actually about your internal, basic, fundamental DNA sort of programming about death and life. And and that is the, the thing that you know a lot of the time like on a this panic, podcast, a panic mating, yeah, like, like, in a, like yeah. The, when you see what's it called? Well, they're gone, aren't lecking, they? Lecking, lecking. Yes. When yeah. animals gather and lek in an yeah, area, yeah. It's, like get, it's like if you got one season to get it on, like a bit like Thalaraki, but for antelopes. The thing, do you remember? Um, uh, we talked about this before on the podcast, which was uh, that there's. This, if you haven't read any of uh, Yuval Noah Harari's stuff, he wrote a book called Sapiens. There's another Fantastic. one. Fantastic. Um, you know, out now, Hamideus and 21. That was number uh, one for months. It was, it? it was. And he and he talks very, you know, eloquently, but also really, it's really digestible. If you're not somebody who reads a lot of books, it's, it's really fun to get through about how we dress up the fact that actually we are basically in our n- neurology and our, our basic sort of nervous system, hunter-gatherers. Mm. We are still basically cavemen, but we we dress it up like we're really woke. And I guess this podcast is, is the expression of like, oh my God, we're so woke, man, middle-class man, like talking about how... Well, well, I think the, the question this podcast asks is why are we still so asleep in so many areas, to be honest. But, but are we? Listen, but are it, we anymore? Well, everything you're saying, we read the same books, I find it fascinating. But if I am... Gary from Milton Keynes, and I'm like, Debbie, like, I know we spoke up last week, but I, 
You know the way Freudian sex is about extinguishing the, <laughs> the, and extinguishing the, the candle of our desires? Will you touch him in a bell end? I sound like Russ, uh, Gary from Milton Keynes. Do you know what? I, I'm going to gamble something here. Like, I think the truth falls something between what you two have yeah. said and is closer to what Chloe said. Uh, I think what Chloe said is absolutely bang on, by yeah. the way. Like, I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. you can even you argue. Know what, you know what Nick was saying about oh, the, you know, the groundwork and blah, blah, blah? There is something in when you get together with a new person, you've oh got to physically yeah. discover what everyone's got their quirks about what they like in the bedroom without being yeah. graphic and you know which buttons everyone's with all our little codes and you fantasize what it, the sex will be like initially but it never it, it, is it takes a month to month so yeah. all the tuning all the tuning is done i know yeah. every bit like like the matrix yeah. of this woman but we're still getting the one night stand thrill yeah. of being broken up yeah. yeah could it simply be that we right. know each other's bodies back to front but, but we're it, acting we're like sluts for the night but yeah. 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 a bit like why people have affairs right because i mean there is something like so wrong about it yeah that's hot yeah the thrill you know? it's, 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 it's also like when when you have to it's not that you have to prove yourself because the, the relationship they, they know what you're like in in bed and you know what they're like but chloe said that like when a man kind of when you've been in a relationship for a long time sometimes you can be a little bit like oh, i'll take my foot off the gas routine bit, you know yeah. what I mean? like whereas like if it's like right one night to impress lads you're talking to that's a bit like right listen son <laughs> like i've got to give you the pep talk tonight no, no. Going ham, mate. You can't you know do the sun crossword on her back this time. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh my fucking god! Listen, Gary from Milton Keynes has just started listening, and I'm keeping it real for him. <laughs> I, I, would say, I would say to Gary, uh, <laughs> Gary, get in touch with your feminine side. Slap on some Kenny G. Maybe go to a rituals, buy some candles, <laughs> and then listen to, to one of Russell's. No, but I, I genuinely think that there is a there is a fundamental difference between the way that we process stuff about sex mm. and the way that women process stuff about sex. Yeah. Because it's very controversial these days to say something I, like I, that. I, I, There's a couple of it's books It's controversial out this to month. say anything, right? Like people, it's like saying men and women aren't different. No, Why it is go, it then? It goes, sorry, what I mean is it goes against the way thinking is going at the moment. Thinking but, is going more towards go, no, 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 conditioning, it's, it's, conditioning, conditioning. So women, men and women are equal. Women are held back by society and conditioning. I reckon that mm. the reason that is is basically Twitter. Outrage <laughs> pornography on Twitter. It's like, you can't possibly say it. When I meet anyone in, you, in, in real life, it's so much more of a nuanced conversation. Nick, do you think that men, men and women fundamentally think differently about sex? No, there's no amount of Jermaine Greer's and copies of The Guardian and textbooks can change it. The way women, uh, men, women think about sex and break up and all that is biologically wired different. Now, Are you going to go with that? Ask me all the big questions. Um, I, I think just so. Just your experience. That's we're looking for. I, I think so, just based on conversations I've had with female friends. Not, yeah. not, as you said, not girlfriends, just female friends as well. And I, I touched on it a little bit earlier on. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, women are the gatekeepers to sex. I've got a lot of gay friends, for example, who are just shagging each other left, mm. right and centre because it's two guys and there's none of this kind of... <laughs> no, no, honestly, yeah, no, honestly there's right. none of this kind of like, you've got to take me out, you've got to do this, you've got to, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's literally just like, we've met, oh, you want to have sex? Bang. Like, that's mm. that. Yeah, and, and, this is going to sound kind of controversial, but I'm interested to see what you think. And I don't think... I think it's undoubted that when you have a connection with someone, you have better sex. Definitely. But do you think that women are more prone, shall we say, to... I think it would be much less likely, yeah. Whereas men, I think mm. sometimes they just fuck and they're just like... They don't even want to... They don't even want 100%. to do it. I, I, I'm sorry yeah. to jump in, but I've got one female friend who... 
she gets so many offers and she's good looking, you know, she's like, she's so many offers, but she's like, she's not on Tinder, what's she's that, not on anything. What's, that, what's just, <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, I need to look. Uh, but she, <laughs> she, it's she's, Becky 417. She's in it? the public eye as well, so I can't say. But she, she did say to me that um, she can't have one night stands with guys. I said to her, like, you know, it, do, you not, do you not have needs? Do you not feel like you just want to have sex? She's like, she I was can't. like, Nick, get dressed, get out of my house. <laughs> she said, she, 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 what she said though is, is, it rings true to what you just said. I can't have one night stands with guys because I can only have sex with a guy if I feel mentally attached to that person. Mm. But now I, to- I do believe your friend, and I believe you. But if this is me being provocative, Chloe, mm. as that young lady we're hearing about here, not just been raised in our society so that she's got this ju- self judgy shit in her head, I, I refuse to believe a woman isn't capable of going, I want to blow my biscuits tonight. No, no, You'll no. freaking do. Listen, hang on. Context is everything. Yeah. And what we've done here is we've said, well, are they the same or aren't they the same? It's like, well, hang Classic on. Russell. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Russell. So fucking say, are they different? And by the way, just so Twister knows, <laughs> I'm not saying that all women absolutely <laughs> categorically think anything. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, so direct that at Jolie and not me, please. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, okay, I'm... so so okay. This is what I what I truly believe. It's very irritating as a woman to um, have the opinion forced upon you that you don't love sex as much as men. Yeah, that's crazy. That's completely wrong. We love it exactly the same. However, I think the context in which we enjoy sex is different, not only for men and women, but for everybody. So for me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, the best sex I've ever had has been with a partner in terms of my mental enjoyment of it, as well as my physical. Mm. I think men more often, well, okay, I don't want to be, I don't want to judge or be presumptuous, but from what I've seen, men love promiscuous sex mm. more, I think, than like marital sex or committed sex, um, monogamous sex. Um, and I think that's because men love the whole thing of the hunter, the gatherer, chase, yeah. I go, I win, I'm a man, and then they move on. Yeah. Um, but women tend to be the opposite. However, do we all love sex as much as each other? A hundred percent, yeah. But well, let's just take we know how this recording's going to finish. Let's take it back to biological. Audio on the table. Audio on the table. <laughs> on the table. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are at, we are at that time. Sorry, mate. But no, oh. if, you could, no, just brief, if you can brief, just briefly on this oh, one, then I'll go to Nick. Believable. No, briefly on this one, then I'll go to Nick and we'll wrap. Oh, I just think, like, go back to what Chloe's saying, right? Like, okay, so what Chloe was basically saying is also biological necessity mm. for all species. Do you see many monogamous species? There are the breeding yeah. pairs of animals, but generally... Catholics and pigeons were the answer. <laughs> Don't bring up the fucking Catholics at the minute, mate. It's not a good idea only catholics Um, and pigeons mate for life um no i um i I genuinely think that it's pretty uncontroversial and if david attenborough was sitting here which we would all like him to be um uh, could you imagine uh, we'd um, be repping hard with the girls how how, how is it how's sex for you it'd be like well, I, I bought my outfit from ASOS. <laughs> it's a lovely outfit. It's yeah. my third world it's Serengeti. It's the third world of the night chomps down on my belly. <laughs> Can you just do more, David Nathan, for sex book, just for fun? I've been repping so hard on holiday, mandem split his screw. <laughs> And on that bombshell, um, look, I just think that we, we we all know that there's you can't generalise about these things. There are obviously guys who only are interested in connection and women who are randy as fuck and want to bone anything. You know, it's, you can't generalise at all. Those ladies are more than welcome to tweet us. Um, Nick, last one before we go. Really short answer. Yeah. Would you change the way you broke up based on your experience this afternoon talking about this? 
Uh, it's, it's a really hard question to answer, but I want to answer it quickly for you. Um, probably, I'll try, I, I would talk about it a lot more um, because I did eventually down the line speak about it with my friends and stuff like that, mm. but uh, it took a little while. I dealt with a lot of it alone and it was really difficult. So what I would do is initiate those conversations earlier. Mm. Awesome. Well, thanks very much, everyone, for listening and uh, watching. Remember, if your man is gone silent, he's behaving weird, he probably is fucking your friend. <laughs> That's it for Boys Don't Cry this week. Thanks to our friends at ASOS, Johnny Rubenstein, Nick Bright, Chloe Haskell. Don't forget, we're a podcast and YouTube show. Leave us a review or comment if you like. And if you don't, bugger off. We don't need that kind of negativity in our lives. Right, I'm off for a hand shandy. Thank you for listening to Boys Don't Cry with Russell Kane, brought to you by Joe, together with ASOS.